Men's Day 2023, pressing forward, that is the team. Let us bow down our heads as we pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful. You are encouraging us not to give up, not to boast on the glory of today, but to get to the end of the race. Speak to us again this morning and open our eyes of understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The topic today is press on from the team, pressing forward. And I'll be reading from the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. An easy to read version of the scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Uh, okay. Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go. But there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. Amen. Did you read that with me? Did you? Or no? Okay, let's all do it together. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. You have a goal. I have a goal. There is a reason for him calling us into this vineyard, opening our eyes of understanding, converting our soul, and changing our heart to be regenerated Christians, there is a goal. But let me tell you, brethren, as you have a goal that God has opened your eyes to set to you and for you, the goal, the ultimate goal is to make heaven. Of course, I'm sure you know that, right? Or why are you here? Why are you here? To do what? To make heaven. That is the goal. Men's Day, Ministry Day, Women's Day, RG Day, all that is ending here. <laughs> but your ultimate goal is to what? Make heaven. Don't let nothing take that away from you. But I will tell you this morning that the three major enemy, greatest enemy that we have as believers, right? Don't want us to make those goals. How many major enemies we have as believers? Three. It's not Mama Dokas. Okay? This is not Rebecca. <laughs> the three major enemies are number one is the flesh, number two is the word, and number three is Satan, the devil. The three major enemies that will wage war against your decision, against the goals that have been set ahead of you. Romans chapter 8, verse 8, and very quickly, in New King James Version, the flesh. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Please God. Please God. The flesh will make you to displease God. 
The purpose of the flesh is to cause you to do contrary to, when I'm talking about flesh, brethren, I'm not talking about this skin that we're using lotion and all manner of, you know, body accessories and stuff. We spend hours in the bathroom and take care of it. It's good. You've got to take care of your skin, your flesh. That is not the flesh. I'm talking of the portion of your soul that was yielded to the devil to sin when Adam fell. And you know what? The flesh is the most active enemy we have as a Christian. Anytime anything happens, devil, Satan. Satan is in trouble. Because anything that is not good is him. <laughs> when somebody lies, they said Satan. When somebody still Satan, flesh, the Bible tells us in 1 John, you know it, 1 John chapter 2 verse 15, do not love the word and the things therein. That is your second enemy, because that's not the preaching for today, so I'm just rushing that. The second enemy is the word. Everybody say the word. Yes, yes, 1 John chapter 2. Verse 15 through 17 tells us that. But let's go to James chapter 4, verse 4. The book of James chapter 4, verse 4. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the word makes you an enemy of who? Of God. I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the word, you make yourself an enemy of God. Simple as that. I'm not saying you should relocate and move out of the world. <laughs> That's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is talking of the content, the things that the world provides. The lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. Anytime you allow yourself to let the world around you dictate your living standard, you are waging war against the love of God for you. Because the love of the world and the love of God are not friends. The world will dictate to you Contrary to what the Spirit of God wants you to do. The third enemy, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, in easy to read version. Control yourself and be careful. The devil is, is what? Your enemy. And he goes around like a roaring lion looking for someone to attack and eat. So what are those three enemies again? The flesh, the word, and Satan, the devil. So when we are talking about press on, the flesh doesn't want you to press on. The word doesn't want you to press on. 
The devil doesn't want you to press on. Because that instruction is from God. And these three enemies goes against the will of God. That is why you see you cry. I won't do it again. Tomorrow you do it. The flesh will crave to do things, to have things that are displeasing to God your maker. Brethren, to press on is the challenge that we have as children of God while we live in this world. Because this is not our home. You have to make it a point of duty in order to get to the end of your journey. This is a race. This is a race. So I really want to go over some things that can really, really, that the world, the flesh, and the devil can use for us not to attain our goal. The first thing is overcoming distraction. Say it with me. Distraction is here and will always be. But it is your duty as a child of God that has a goal and you want to pursue that goal, which is to make heaven because distraction will come to stop you along the way. No matter how prayerful you are, no matter how spiritual you think you are, the, the flesh, the word, and the devil will try to come in numerous ways to bring distraction your way so that as you are on the journey running, they will be calling you from the side, and the moment you turn... <laughs> And you, to see what is going on on the side, you lose focus of where you are going. You can trip on the journey. First, second Peter. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, very quickly, because of our time. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distraction of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. Are you able to put it up? Let's read it together, please. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one. Until, you know the meaning of divorce? has nothing to do anymore. Total separation. You have to pull yourself back from this world. If you are unable to divorce yourself from this world, you can never be an active soldier to perform the active duty that you have been called to do. Distraction, brethren, is a tactic of the enemy to draw someone apart from their focus. Pulling them in a different direction. Separating them from pursuing or achieving their purpose. Causing disorderliness and confusion. Let me tell you, distractions are meant to shift your focus. Distraction is what? Meant to shift 
your fo- distraction can come to you in the church. Right there where you are. <laughs> the devil is not going to bring a stranger that you will not look at. Distraction can be where? Right here. Look at your neighbor. Are you here to distract me? <laughs> you have a good neighbor. <laughs> your neighbor is not here to distract you. Distraction as meant to shift our focus. Let nothing, brethren, nothing, whether human being, whether your job, whether finance, whether situation, shift your focus from the goal that, you, that is set ahead of you, which is what? To make heaven. To make heaven. To make heaven. It can come in form of somebody that you don't even expect just talk to you. Anyhow, the way you don't want. And if you drop your Bible right there and say, how dare you? We just finished church. So this is what you can tell me. I will tell you that I am born again, but I don't take nonsense. (laughs) When you are born again, why don't you let the nonsense burn with it? Distractions. Let me tell you three major ways that spiritual distraction comes. Because we think distraction is only, no, no, no. There are spiritual distractions that if you are not careful, you can think you are on the track running the race, but you can be distracted. Focusing too much on yourself is dangerous. Me, me, me. Heavenly race, I know go tired. Heavenly race is good. <laughs> but you cannot do, he said, without me, you can do nothing. Let's take a look at Eve. The serpent was able to distract Eve when she was isolated, right? He lied to her and convinced her from what God said. They shouldn't touch. She got distracted and made a mistake. Genesis chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. This time is going so quick. So please pull up the scripture very quickly. It's only the fruit. You all know the story. We don't have to spend too much time. The devil come to Eve. The instruction was to the man, do not touch this. And the devil came to him, to Eve, and said, are you not eating this fruit? It is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. This is the woman telling, don't forget the second, you see the manifestation of the second, uh, the third enemy now, right? The devil. Where we read before, it talks about the world, right? Now you see the devil. He came in form of serpent. I told you, he can come in any form. Eve was explaining to the devil, to serpent, that no, God told us to eat everything. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat. I want you to pay attention to where focusing too much on yourself comes from that we have to be sensitive about. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. That is the instruction from God. 
You see what the devil said? You won't die? The serpent replied to the woman, you're not going to die. Yes. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. When, the, when Eve heard that, I will be like God. I will know everything. I like that. You want to be. You want to know. You want to be like God. You want to be God yourself. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree. <laughs> See the devil. Because she was convinced, the devil now beginning to decorate, to beautify the tree. She began to see that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom. Did you hear that? She wanted the wisdom it will give her. In what aspect are you focusing too much on yourself? Forgetting the instruction that God has given you. She wanted the wisdom that the fruit will give to her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. <laughs> See what she did? Maybe that was a men's day too. <laughs> See what she did. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he hated too. Husband and wife went contrary to the instruction of God. Because she wanted the wisdom that the fruit would give her. And that was not what God told them. Don't touch it. When you touch it, you will die. But the devil come and say it's a lie. You will not die. You will only become like God. Sometimes people of God, it's the people that God puts to, to surround our life that will help us to keep us on track. Be sensitive. It's easy to get lost in our situation. It's easy to get lost in our problems and lose the sight of God. When we can no longer focus on God, then we become too focused on ourselves. It's a sign of distraction. Don't focus on yourself. Focus on the instruction he has given you. Number two, very quickly. So focusing too much on yourself is a sign of distraction. Number two, lost and love. Lost and love, lost and love can distract you from achieving your goal. Judges chapter 13 verse 5. Over there, I'm going to talk about the story of, of Samson. Samson, he was a man of destiny, but he allowed the relationship to distract him from his purpose. I love him. I love her. And becomes your idol, becomes your God, and shifts your focus from God and over. Relationship is good, but don't let it control your 
relationship with God. Praise the Lord. The instruction came to Manuel's wife. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son. And his hair must never be cut. For it will, dedicate, it will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. It will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. See, this is the secret of Samson's power, right? That's the instruction. His hair must never be cut. This was given before Manuel's wife was pregnant. The instruction about the child you're going to have is, is here. Must what? Not be cut. Hold on to that. Go to chapter 16 from verses 4 through 5 because it's a very long story. Sometime later, Samson fell <laughs> in love with a woman. By the time you are falling in love, you are falling. <laughs> falling means falling now. <laughs> falling means falling. <laughs> Check it out. Sa later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley of Sorek. Verse 5. Yeah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, hey, 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 entice Samson for us. Tell, let him tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Women, may God bless you. No evil will come from you. Our women are spiritual. They are God's spirit filled. They will not listen to the men of Philistines. Right, women? You are not for that. None of you. You see, I, I preach it one time now. I said, beside a successful man is a woman. Not behind. You are right there. So your purpose is not to pull down your husband. <laughs> They came to Delilah, please entice him. You have his head under your armpit. Tell, let him tell you, what's his secret? What's his secret? <laughs> Chapter 15. I'm skipping it. Chapter 15 from verses 17 to 20. Yeah. Then Delilah put it. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secret with me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. You don't love me no more. I'm going back to my father's house. I thought you loved me. You're not telling me the secret of your power. Three times you lied to me. You can go home and read it. Three times, Samson, see what lust and love can do. You're telling a woman... Something that is not real, that is your secret. And she will call the Philistine men to come. They will come and it will come up with in a strength. Three good times. What kind of love is this? <laughs> Three times the Philistine will come. Something will rise. They will run away. 
She will come again, tell me, why are you doing this? Nah, don't do this to me now. Uh -uh. You forgot, you brought me from my village. You pay my dowry. You told me you love me. You bought me a car. I'm asking only one thing from you. You are lying to me. You're lying to me. Eh? 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 <laughs> Our woman, may the Lord bless you. Our women are not like this. So, man, you can relax. God has given you a gift. Your wife is a gift from God. Yeah, that's why you should continue to bless how. Make sure you bless your wife. Keep on blessing her. Keep on blessing. The more you blessing her, the more secured you are. Amen. So she came to her, to, to Samson. Yeah, please go back there. How can you tell me that I love you, I love you, I love you, when you don't share your secret with me? You've made fun of me three times now. And you still haven't told me what makes you strong. Verse 16. Very quickly. Finally. Ha. When you hear finally. Ha. Finally, ah, Samson shared a secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazareth. From I'm telling you this because I love you. My friend, that's not love. You violated divine instruction. 18, <laughs> Delilah realized he had finally, he too said finally, she too said finally. <laughs> she had finally, he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistines ruler, come back one more time. I promise you this time I got it. I got it. She said, for he has finally told me a secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their, what money will cost in some relationship, in this life, it's terrible. So they came with the money in their hands. Verse 19, Delilah lured Samson to sleep. I said, women are powerful. Keep on blessing your wife. Bless them well. <laughs> with her head, she put Samson's head in her lap. And that one fell asleep. <laughs> Man, praise the Lord. And then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down. And his strength, brethren, his strength. Brethren, his strength did what? Left him. When you lose the secret of God's in your life and for your life, because of love, because of lust, his strength left him. Verse 20. Then she cried out, 
Samson, wake up. Philistines have come. Oh my God. They have come to capture you again. These Philistine people. What's going on? What did my husband do to you? For God's sake. <laughs> when he woke up. Listen to this. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. Without me, you can do nothing. When he leaves you, you are empty. When he leaves you, you are fired. You are nothing. But with him, we can do all things. Don't be overly relationship focused. Let me tell you this. Do not be overly relationship focused and be distracted from your love and purpose for God. Take it very serious. Let me go to the third one very quickly. I said three ways that spiritual distraction comes, right? The first one is focusing too much on yourself. Second one is lust and love. You know what the third one is? Service. Say it with me. Service. <laughs> yes, I want to serve God. 20 fellowship, you are involved. And you gain nothing. Busy here. You, on phone, phone prayer. From 5, 4 a.m. to 6 o'clock. From 6 o'clock, another fellowship. Bible study. It's from, I'm not saying it's bad. It's, not, it's good. If you know your purpose for getting involved in all these things, busy but guilty. <laughs> Don't just be busy for nothing and you are not rooted. Your husband don't see you. Your wife don't see you. Your children don't see you. You're busy jumping from one thing and another. Every ministry in the church, you want to be part of it. And you are never effective. It is not about the number of fellowship or number of services we get into. It is how effective are you and what is your focus for joining this, for joining this, for joining this. Did you pray about it before joining? Did you ask him, Lord, guide me. Is this you? Because your friend called you, you've gone. You join this, you join this, you join this. You join everywhere. You think that is how you gain popularity. At a point, they will be looking for Jesus. The Bible says he will take himself away. Alone with God. He removed himself. He is the savior of the world. You are not the savior of the world. I am not. Without him, we can do nothing. Service is good. But you must be ordered. You must be guided by the spirit of God. Is it not him you are serving? So why are you jumping, putting yourself without his consent? What's the point? And there is no reward. If he did not put you in, it is a waste. That's the fact. If he's not in it, it is what? Vanity. 
Vanity. You won't cook for your family. You won't be home. You won't provide. You are busy. Jesus is coming soon. Yeah, he's coming soon. Is this sending you what you are doing? Service is good. Go to Luke chapter 10, verse 40. But Martha was distracted. Did you see that? Distraction. Service is distracting. It can be. She was distracted by the big dinner <laughs> she was preparing. Why? Because Jesus is in our home. Make up now. <laughs> was cooking all manner, all manner. Jesus got to eat. No, uh, maybe she, let me make a manner. Okay, I, I don't know. Maybe she would like, he would like Panaya. He was doing everything because Jesus, and Jesus' purpose was different for coming. His own purpose was not to eat all manner of, his own, he came for a reason. Why don't you discover, find out his purpose first before you serve so that your service will be in line with his program. Did you get the point? I'm not saying service is not good, but get the purpose. It is important. Check out everywhere before you connect yourself to it. Check it out. Pray very well. Let him lead you. See, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem some fear to you that my sister... Just sit here while I do all the work. <laughs> Who sent her? She sent herself. Tell her to come and help me in the kitchen right now. You know the story. You know what Jesus said to, to her. This one you're calling your sister has chosen... This is what I, this is my own purpose. And she chose it. What you are doing <laughs> is, is your own. You are the, matter of fact, you are the one that will chop everything you're cooking. Because I did not send you. I'm telling you, brother, if he did not send you, don't do it. When we are doing God's work, God needs to be the reason behind what we do. Amen? Because we may lose sight of God in our desire to be a good servant. So be careful. It's very, very important. So the first thing that I said is overcoming distraction. So let's leave distraction alone. Let's move on. Beware of counterfeit. That's number two. Something that can, the devil can use or the flesh can use or the world can use to distract you from achieving your focus, beware of counterfeit. Often right at the point of breakthrough, brethren, the enemy will try to distract you with counterfeit. He always comes with counterfeit. He doesn't have the original. Nothing original comes from the devil. He will look for something that looks like. Wrong focus. Counterfeit is wrong focus. It will look like the perfect job. It will look like a perfect relationship. It will look like a perfect outcome or an answer. Check it out. 
Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, in Amplified AMPC, there is a way, seems right to a man, and it appears straight before him. What is the end of it? Death. Death. He looks right, and it appears straight. He looks right, and it appears straight. But the end is death. Look at the story of David and Goliath in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verses 28 through 30. When David came to the field, Goliath has been bullying them for 40 days. David came to the, to, to the field and he heard, he saw what Goliath was saying. Now Heliab, that is David's older brother, Heard when David was talking, asking questions, what is going to happen to someone who defeat this Goliath? Because this man is an uncircumcised. My spirit is so furious against him. And Heliab's anger. Go back there, please. Not yet. Heliab's anger was arose against David. And he said, why did you come here? You, this little boy. Do you think the, the battlefield is for a little boy like you? Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. That's why you're here. You wanted to see what's going on. <laughs> and David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Verse 30, look at this. Then David turned, he turned away from his brother because the devil tried. David has a focus. This Goliath ass must come down today. That is what was on David's head. And the brother, not the stranger, the brother tried to come. The devil come through the brother to deceive David and focus his attention on the counterfeit so that the Goliath will continue to go unpunished. David turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Hmm. Stop fighting against what you should be fighting for. Take note of that. Stop fighting against what you should be fighting for. David realized that this is a counterfeit. I am not fighting against my brother. I am fighting Goliath. Stop fighting your Heliab so that you can fight your Goliath. You cannot fight Goliath and fight Heliab at the same time. You need to have a focus. The devil tried to bring counterfeit, that is to distract his attention, but David was so sensitive to the spirit of God. He turned away from Heliab. Heliab, you are not the one I'm fighting against. I am fighting for you. This is the man. Fighting Eliab is blaming people instead of focusing and defeating the facial problem. The real battle that you need to fight. Don't you see how many times you have blamed people? It is not my fault. It is the, it is the way they talk to me. It is the way they, they look at the reality. The devil is just trying to focus your attention on the counterfeit. If David were distracted that day fighting Heliab, he would have missed defeating Goliath. 
The moment he turned from Heliad, he positioned himself to see and defeat Goliath. If you are distracted and focusing on fighting Heliab, brethren, you're simply allowing Goliath to continue to torment your life and go unchallenged. Very quickly, I'm going to number three. So what's the first one? Distraction. Overcome it. Number two? Beware of counterfeit. Don't major or minor. Watch it very, very well. Now, number three. I'm going to dwell on the remaining 10 minutes. I'll see how that goes over the scripture reading for today about the man of God and the old prophet. Please, when you get home, read it again, read it again, the old prophet and the man of God. The instruction came to the man of God that when you are done with the assignment I gave you, don't go back the same way. Don't eat or drink anything in the land. Right? You heard it, right? During the scripture reading. Or should we rewind it? Okay. Yeah. Don't eat or drink. See, everything about God comes with instruction. The instruction given to him was, do not eat anything in that land. Do not drink anything in that land. And number three, don't go back the same way you came Follow my instruction. And God used him. He went there. He prophesied. The king stretched forth his hand. Arrest him. And what happened to the king's hand? <laughs> Touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. When you obey God's instruction, when you are following divine order, you have no reason to be afraid because the, fight, the battle is not yours anymore. You will be sleeping and snoring while they are laboring and laboring in vain. So why are you worried? Your own focus is to obey the command diligently. Three instructions. Don't eat, don't drink, don't go back the same way. You know what happened? And this is number three. Do not stop on the way. Say it with me. See, how can you stop you running a race? I told you this is a race, right? Did you see somebody running a race to be the winner? And when that is the end right there where the camera is, they look that they are doing good. They look back and see that they have given the race a long distance. And you are now resting, stopping on the way. Guess what happened? Because there is danger in stopping. The instruction did not say rest on the way. The instruction was three things. Don't eat, don't drink, don't go this way. Go to that first King chapter 13. I know it's a long story, but verse 9. Let's see the commandment, the instruction. Sorry, verse 14. I'm sorry, verse 14. So after the man of God... <laughs> Prophesy, and what God said comes true, and the king's hand stay like that. Do you know what it means? For king, the king was like, eh? Somebody help me. Oh, I can't put my hands down. Please, man of God, can you entreat your God for me? And that was not a joke. His hand remained like that. And the man of God prayed to God, and he put his hand was back. Come to my house. Let me give you food. You have done so much for me. 
Everybody must hear this. The man said, no, God gave me instruction. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to go this way. I'm not going to drink. He left. And you know what happened? When he left, the old prophet in the land, the children came to him and said, Daddy, where are you? God did not use you. God used a man of God. Somebody else God used. He prophesied against the altar. And it came to pass. So the old prophet was furious. Like, ah. So I am here. God did not use me. He used, where, where is he? They said he went this way. Okay. Pack my donkey. He chased him. He chased him. You know how he found him? Verse 14. Then he rode. Verse 14. No. Then he rode after the man of God. And found him where? Sitting under a great tree. <laughs> Sitting down. Wow. Looking at the achievement. This is great. Wow, the king's hand. And I pray. And God did it. Awesome. Sitting. Stopping on the way. Can, you can forfeit the goal ahead of you. Then the old prophet asked him. Are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Verse 15 through 19. 15 through 19. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. 16, very quickly. If you don't go quickly, you will give additional time. No, I cannot, he replied. I am not allowed to eat. I am not allowed to drink anything in this place. See this. Listen. For the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there. And do not return to, the, to Judah by the same way you came. Verse 18. But the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too. I am a man of God like you. And an angel, he didn't say the Lord, an angel gave me this command from the Lord to bring you home with me so that I can give you some food, I can give you some drink. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together, back, after going front before. Now he went back together. And the man of God ate. <laughs> and he drank at the prophet's home. Verse 20. 20. Ah. What happened? <laughs> okay. Don't worry. They went back together. Thank you. Then while they were sitting at a table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. You can read that story. As the prophet was, as they were eating, right? The word of the Lord came to the old prophet. Because you have violated my instruction, you will not get to the price. He cried out to the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord. 
and have disobeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. There is, a, there is a hymn I remember as I was preparing this song. It's Christian, seek not yet repose. Hear thy guardian angel say, Thou art in the midst of Watch and pray. You got to watch and pray. The old prophet ruined the life of the man of God because of his own disobedience. His disobedience to the command of God Open the door for its destruction. Resist anything that is contrary to the Lord's command for you, brethren. It doesn't matter where it comes from. You know the instruction God has given you. You are responsible for what you believe. Yes. You are responsible for what? Whatever you believe. What did the Lord say in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16? Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16. A new living translation. And this is what the Lord of heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you. Filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. Be determined. Be determined. Be determined, brethren. Be determined to only act on the word of God. And do not rewrite it. The instruction did not say rest on the way. No, don't eat, don't drink, and don't go the same way you came from. Who do you believe? Be careful who you listen to. That is number four. Be careful who you listen to. It is very, very important to make sure you judge every spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verses 14 through 15. Sorry, I'm mixing it up because of time. But I am not surprised. Even Satan, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Yes? So it is no wonder that a servant also disguised themselves as servant of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Just because you have someone to agree with you does not make it right. Did you hear that? Just because, let me repeat it. Just because you have someone agree with you does not make it right. Check it out well. Judge every spirit. First John chapter 4 verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must do what? Test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Judge every spirit. Let's see verse 23 through 26 as we close. Of that first king's. I want us to see the hand. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking, 
the old prophet saddled his own donkey for him. Hmm. And the man of God started off again his journey. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. And his body lay there on the road with a donkey and the lion standing beside it. Verse 25. People who passed by saw the body lying on the road and the lion standing beside it. And they went and reported it in Bethel where their old prophet lived. When the prophet heard the report, see what he said? It is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. And the Lord has fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack him. Christian, seek not yet repose. Hear thy guide, angel say, Thou art in the midst of watch and pray. The next verse of the song. Principalities and parts Mustering their Wait for thy God Watch and pray
conclusion, brethren, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14, a New Living Translation, gave us some instruction, and I want us to take note of it. Don't forget the topic is press on, but be on guard. Number one, stand firm in the faith. Number two, be courageous. And number four, be strong. Let's read it again. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. One more time. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. Let's rise up. It doesn't matter the distraction. Be on guard. Beware of counterfeit. Be on guard. Don't stop on the road. On the way, be on guard. Be careful who you listen to. Be on guard. I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, hold my hands. Let me finish my race. Hold my hand. I need you to hold my hand so that I can finish my race and finish well. Pray for yourself. Bless yourself. Hold my hands, oh God. Help me to stand. I don't want to fail on this journey. I want to press on and keep pressing on and keep pressing on. In Jesus' name, we pray.